Welcome back to another episode of the Into the Night Minute. Each week, Movies by Minute hosts examine the 1985 John Landis-directed comedy Into the Night, one minute of screen time per episode. My name is Robin. And I'm Leonard. And we're from Fright Night Minute. And this is Minute 58 of Into the Night. It begins with a more insistent knock and ends with Bella Lugosi. Um, So we have Ed uh, waiting after knocking and then peeking in and yelling hello into this uh, this foyer. It's pretty impressive. Uh-huh. <laughs> the first thing I noticed is that sort of Art Deco uh, checkered black and white floor. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like it used to be a sign of opulence, right? But now it, it just kind of reminds me all these years later of, of diners in Brooklyn. <laughs> it's sort of, you know, it, I don't know that uh, – how often do you see that black and white checker anymore on flooring in houses or, or mm-hmm. anywhere? I, I feel like we used to see it a lot more, but um, may, maybe I'm dreaming. I remember my parents actually tiled their floor just like this in the basement of our house. And this is that this is the place that it was like the, it was the playroom down in the basement. And sure. uh, we, uh, you know, we kept chains and, um, you know, like basically torture devices, but they called it the playroom. It was a weird childhood I had. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. It was a whole like, uh, you know, play with our G.I. Joes and stuff like that. But I don't know, looking at it here and I see I kind of have it paused on Jeff standing on the checkered board. And I immediately think like, oh, man, he's like a pawn in some sort of game. Is that what they're trying to get at? You know, <laughs> doubtful, but cool. <laughs> Uh, speaking of games, um, I did want to uh, mention here. His name is Ed Oaken, and when I hear the name Ed Oaken, I immediately think of Ed Oaken. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, if if you're not familiar, listeners, it is uh, this is uh, something that Ryu says, and I think Ken says in the Street Fighter arcade game. Yeah. Um, and then, so I did a little research on that. That was actually released in 1987, only two years after Into the Night came out. So oh. I'm wondering if perhaps the game designers were secretly Into the Night fans and they wanted their like lead character to scream the lead character of Into the Night, his name out, when like attacking. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Ed Oaken. Like, watch <laughs> this movie. It's great. Huge fan. Street Fighter. <laughs> I I see that, and uh, I I'm a, I'm just reminded of uh, Thorin Oakenshield. Oaken Oaken. How often mm. do you hear a, that last name? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's a weird last name. Did we, yeah. did we get Diana's last name at all? I don't think we did. Uh, I'm sure it's already been covered in the podcast. But, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So uh, yeah, I wanted to mention Ed as uh, the lead character of this movie. It's it's really uh, it, it it definitely sets a mood for this movie to have a character like this to follow through. There's he's again he's just he's sleepwalking. He's he's walking through this night and he's being kind of led around by uh, Diana after you know she runs into him at the airport. Yeah. So it, it's just a it's a different kind of movie when you have someone who is so just kind of being dragged around from place to place and <laughs> like just kind of um, every once in a while, just humorously like standing around waiting for her. 
Yeah. You know, he's not really doing anything. Generally, the lead in a movie does something. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He really doesn't. He's sort of along for the ride in some ways. Like Mm -hmm. you said, he's sleepwalking through it. Um, He does a lot of standing with his hands in his pockets, Mm -hmm. as far as I can tell. I like his corduroy jacket. I used to have a corduroy jacket back in like the 90s, so I guess it might come from me missing it. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Of course you did. Is the the moment – it's the Brody Bruce look. You had to wear a corduroy <laughs> jacket and have a T-shirt underneath it. You know? I was thinking Eddie Vedder. The moment. You oh, know, yeah. Eddie Vedder too. Yeah. 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 I, these are all my heroes. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, I also wanted to talk about uh, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, Je- Jeff Goldblum. Uh, I can't do a good Jeff Goldblum. Um, <laughs> but one of his uh, one of his first. I want to hear you try. No, we're not moving on until you. Uh, can. What should I say as Jeff Goldblum though? Um, do the do the 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 water drop math speech, the chaos speech from Jurassic Park. Oh, I've that's something I definitely uh, can pull you know out of thin air. Head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, actually, I do have um, something here. Talking about his his delivery, um, so Goldblum was in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, I'm definitely going to talk about what our favorite Jeff Goldblum movies are, and I have to say, the '70s in- Invasion of the Body Snatchers is great. Maybe not for him totally, but uh, as it turns out, he gets his his distinct uh, uh, the way he delivers lines f- from this movie. Uh, so he's known for having pauses and slow delivery which i guess perhaps i do as a podcaster as well um, but Copycat. yeah i've been constantly copying jeff globum 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 <laughs> this entire time <laughs> anyway reminds me of glowworms um so one of his lines was i never thought they would come in metal ships and the line came out as i i i i never thought they would come in metal ships so <laughs> so he, he he said the line that way and the, and he was like oh let me take that again you know i really flubbed that line but the director liked the take so much they he kept it in and so goldblum was convinced that he now found a good rhythm for himself and he's been kind of aping that uh ever since and wow. nowadays in 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 recent movies people Ask him like no, no, just 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 do Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> we just want <laughs> want Jeff, you know. Uh, hearing you read those lines, hearing you do it, I could. It almost has the way people parody William Shatner mm-hmm. from the early Star Trek. It has yeah. a little bit of that. Uh, so maybe he, maybe in his mind, well, you said it was a flub, so no, but it does have a little bit of a. Where I was going with that is, you know, sci-fi. He's in a sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. He's, he maybe he was doing a little Shatner, uh, but you said it was a flub, so no. But that, that's that's crazy to know that that's just not him. That's not how he is as a person. Because I just always assumed that was his delivery. Some people are weird, and I just thought, <laughs> I, I thought believe he kind of leans into it now, or you know, because he's known. He, they're like just do Jeff, so he just does Jeff, but right. Uh, I don't know. This is just a thing I found on the internet that said that this is like something he recounted from one of his earlier roles. Sure. Um, he made his de- his stage debut when he was 18 while uh, studying at the Neighborhood Playhouse. He, his first performance was in a chorus for Two Gentlemen of Verona. And he said uh, he uh, lost his virginity that night. <laughs> <laughs> and... 
Uh, some of the cast and crew had dinner after the show. Uh, but meanwhile, Jeff Goldblum was hooking up with an older woman who worked in the costume department. <laughs> <during What>? the- <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, another fun fact, he can wiggle his ears one at a time. Cool. <laughs> it just doesn't <laughs> seem right. <laughs> and OK, so one of his biggest roles is uh, Jurassic Park as yeah. Dr. Ian Malcolm. Mm-hmm. And I'll surprise you by saying, uh, unless it's probably already been recounted, but Ian Malcolm was almost cut out of the movie. What? Yeah, exactly. That famous role. Uh, Steven Spielberg was thinking about merging both Ian and Alan Grant together as right. a one character. Right. And this was after Jeff Goldblum was cast. He was still thinking <laughs> Thanks, about Steve. it. And so <laughs> Steve had a meeting with him and – Really got to know Jeff's uh, personality, and I guess it convinced him to. No, no, no we're gonna we're gonna keep Ian Malcolm as a, as a separate role. In the right? Movie. Yeah. Boy, it wouldn't be the same without him. No, no. Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> I've slowly beginning to convince myself that uh, I must be somehow aping Jeff Goldblum without thinking of it, because <laughs> I can't talk and I'm a podcaster. But uh, what? Okay, so we so we knocked out, uh, you know, Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Jurassic Park. Any any other roles that you really liked him in? Yeah, I I love him in The Fly, of course. Uh, Seth Brundle, uh-huh. right? The I, Fly. Oh, that That's movie great. grosses me out. Maybe I just don't like really gross. gross stuff. But, it's uh, gross. It's I, I it's can't gross, watch that movie. I think it's a great one. I I really like him in Portlandia too. I don't know how much you watch that show, but he makes no. an appearance occasionally. No, yeah, he's. Uh, I saw that in his IMDb. He plays Derek. Oh wait, so he plays many different roles. That's funny. Yeah, Vocal yeah, it's a little skip Jeff. show. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the pullout king. <laughs> he uh-huh. plays some great role. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Independence Day is pretty huge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't say the same for uh, the sequel. <laughs> I, 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 skipped it. I didn't see it. I, I haven't seen it yet. It's, it's completely forgettable. Yeah. I, there's another uh, sequel that he did that didn't come off as well. And that's the lost world. But I, I, I like it mainly because he's like the main guy in the movie. Yeah. What ruins that movie for me is the daughter, his daughter character, mm-hmm. the whole gymnastics, <laughs> taking the all of that's just too, too silly. Yeah. And it's nothing – that movie is, isn't a lot like the book, and the book is is pretty good. Um, Never read it. This, yeah, The Lost World, it's mm. good. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a dinosaur they don't include in the film that's in the book that sort of um, had some splicing in its DNA with, uh, with maybe a chameleon or, or maybe it was genetically modified, but it, 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 uh, it can turn invisible. There might be two of them and they're even sketchier and scarier, uh, than the velociraptors. Mm. So that, that's a pretty scary, cool thing in the book, um, that they didn't choose to do in the film for whatever reason. Uh, and I don't rem- I don't recall Ian Malcolm Having a daughter in the book, it's possible. It's been a really, really long time since I've read that. It might have been another thing like, well, we have to get a kid in this movie, you know? We have right. a couple of kids. So we're right. in the first movie. I, th- I remember uh, Transylvania 6 5000 repeating over and over again on HBO <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> that also came out in 85. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, Hideaway. I, 
it's a Dean Koontz novel turned movie, and I think he plays like the the straight man, and he's being tormented by uh, uh, Jeremy Sisto. But uh, I always like that one. It's probably cheesy to uh, watch now, but it's a '90s movie. Now, uh, do you do you happen to know how tall he Jeff Goldblum is? Mm. I never I really thought about it until this film. Uh, yeah, I never really <laughs> thought about it until now. Just it, how thin and tall he is. Well, yeah. Um, it may be the reason why they had him stay in the car when Diana leaned over to give him a kiss. He is six foot four and a half. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, again, that might have been a reason why he's. they're like, oh, it'll be less awkward if you stay in the car and she leans over you. Right. Yeah, I just there, – there's a couple scenes, maybe the last one with Art Evans, mm-hmm. that he just really struck me as uh, very – Lanky and and uh, tall, yeah. but he's always kind of like slumped over a bit. You know, this is the way the way he acts, and uh, I wonder if that is kind of to take take his height down and not make it so awkward. <laughs> right. Um. What else? Uh. Oh, I liked him, of course, in Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. He's that. a lot of fun. That, he seems to be kind of making a, a comeback right now yeah. in some way, doesn't he? I wonder – I think that's one of those roles where they were like, yeah, we just want Jeff Goldblum uh, here. Put on this like makeup and hair dye and and uh, this crazy outfit. But just be be Jeff. Like, Can do yeah, it. He <laughs> seems to pop up in my YouTube feed a lot. We, we stopped doing the cable TV a long time ago, a few years ago. We only stream mm-hmm. you know, Netflix and Amazon and that sort of thing. And, um, and, and I'll occasionally – when I'm just looking for uh, – quick quick something to watch i go to youtube and he seems to he seems to be he pops up in my feed a lot lately he seems seems like he's making a lot of appearances on conan and 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 uh you know sort of nightly talk shows mm-hmm. for, for whatever reason maybe he has a new movie out and that's that's all it is but he he or it's how the universe works right um <laughs> i don't really think about jeff goldblum that much and then all of a sudden we're going to be doing a podcast where he's the star you know of uh, the film and he's everywhere i can't get away from him <laughs> <laughs> yeah could be all right so i think we we tackled jeff long enough um so Ed uh, peeks his head and he, you know, I, I thought it was funny. You know, we start hearing the TV in the background. Uh, we'll kind of get into the, what that's about. But it, the one of the first lines that you hear from the TV is, come in. <laughs> <laughs> or wait, no, no. It says, come on, come on. Yeah, come, come on. on. Um, and then why don't you hire yourself a keeper? I, I guess they're talking to Dracula. But um, so Ed walks slowly in and – did you notice the doors are – there's like one like single door and one like double door? No, I didn't notice. Yeah. And for continuity's sake, I looked back when he was standing outside the door and the doors match. It's just a different – it's like you know paneling on one side and this you know sleek black with silver on the other side. So Yeah, the moment match. he walks into the apartment versus what the lobby looked like, yeah. you can tell. Yeah, this person's got money. Money. Exactly, which makes me think like – Gosh, this is one hell of a set if it's a set. It, but I'm assuming John Landis was like, I, I need, I need, uh, I need a great apartment in this Century Towers to shoot in, or just any right. other building. I don't know. However, I will say it's obvious that this person has money. Mm-hmm. Taste is in question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna be talking about this uh, this apartment uh, tomorrow some more. But uh, I do want to say what's with, what's up with the huge horse. Uh, I don't know. 
I don't know. It is huge. There's a huge horse statue the moment Jeff uh, or Ed Oaken walks into yeah. this apartment. It's huge. Yeah. And I love that he walks up next to it and then he kind of looks it up and down and then he starts looking forward and then he has to look back at the horse as if he didn't quite process it the first time. <laughs> so, what? Yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he walks further and we start seeing a, a wider shot of uh, the living room and we see in the foreground there's some house plants rustling and at first I was thinking uh, the cameraman really botched that shot up by running into some house plants but there is a balcony behind the camera there's a breeze yeah. there um, so yeah Ed's bellowing anybody home and then suddenly this is when uh, my, my ears peaked I hear this so we meet again, Count Dracula. And I was like, oh, my God, Jim O'Kane is a genius. Like, they give the guys that are doing Fright Night the minutes with Bela Lugosi as Count Dracula. And now yeah. what movie is this? And uh, and uh, as you probably know, the movie that's playing is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. I do. When I was watching this movie uh, yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was the first thing I, I, I messaged you on Facebook and said, this is an Abbott and Costello meets movie, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I just seen a second of it. And you were like, yep. <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen any of these movies? Yeah, I, I, I have. Um, I've never seen uh, them. Yeah. A few years ago, I was on that kick where I was buying all those universal monster movies. Mm-hmm. And I included in that craze, that little mania, uh, some Abbott and Costello meet films. So I have seen... Mm, I, I can't recall how many there are total, but I think I have three or four of them. Yeah, I You're think welcome there's, like, there's about five of them. I've never seen any of them. And I do enjoy checking out those uh, Universal monster movies. But uh, this one in particular, uh, it was uh, it came out in 1948. And it's funny. They call it Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. But they also meet the Wolfman and Dracula in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, this is it's Bela Lugosi here as Dracula in this movie, which is crazy, you know. That yeah, it's great. They get most of the, the most of the actors to to come back. Yeah, this is the and it, it it's crazy because it's like okay, so this is the last time Bela Lugosi plays Dracula for a major studio. I'm not sure if he played one for mm-hmm. a minor studio, but um, and yeah, th- this is this is uh, it's it's but it, it and it's also like the second time he played Dracula, so. He played Dracula in Dracula, and then he's like, well, I guess I could do Abbott and Costello. (laughs) Why not? Well, there's a reason. You may have read about this in your Uh research, but there's a reason, if I'm correct in my memory. The the horror movies of the Universal Pictures are starting to wane, Mm -hmm. and children's interest was was sort of – starting to um, lean towards sci-fi as the 40s moved on into the 50s. Uh, so this was kind of a way to, to remind young, younger generation and adults of the things that they loved 10 years before, um, kind of to bring those classic monsters back into uh, popularity because Abbott and Costello was such a big thing mm-hmm. to try to grab kids' attention again. But it is awesome that they got Bella Lugosi. They got whoever – I forget the actor's name that played Frankenstein – the third time, I think, is the Frankenstein that appears in the Abbott Costello meets. And I, I want to say in this one, they meet Frankenstein. They actually meet all of them. And the Invisible, the invisible Man is at the very end of the film. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Do you, do you know who plays the Invisible Man at the end of this movie? Uh, I don't. Yeah. Spoilers uh, for a movie that is uh, 
about uh, 80 years old. No, no, 70 years old, if I'm doing my math right. right. Um, Vincent Price, actually, oh, yeah. at yeah, the end of the movie is like basically like, hey, I've been here the entire time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of like the Nick Fury and uh, Iron Man of its day. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that's where they get the joke from, you know, whenever you're talking about a, uh, I remember listening to, uh, the monster squad, uh, podcast, they did a minute by minute and they always noted that the invisible man wasn't part of the monsters that they defeated, but who knows, maybe he was there the entire time and nobody said anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's really possible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will correct you though. The monster, the guy that plays the monster, is uh, Glenn Strange, and Glenn is uh, known more for um, later in his life uh, being in Gunsmoke. I think it was Gunsmoke. Might have been Gunsmoke or Banana. Never played the monster before. Nope. Uh, oh. So they got uh, they got uh, Bella Lugosi and they got Lon Chaney to play Lon the Chaney. Wolfman. Yeah. But Boris Karloff was like, nope. <laughs> He absolutely refused to do it, but he did, you know, appreciate Universal and probably all the money that Universal has made for him. So as a favor, he uh, agreed to do publicity for the movie as long as he didn't have to watch it, he said. (laughs) So they do have several photos of him taken by Universal's uh, publicity department. He's like standing in line purchasing a ticket at a theater in New York City. Uh, or uh, staring at the poster kind of admiringly uh, outside in the theater lobby. They just took a bunch of pictures of him. And I want to say, but he only, didn't he only play Frankenstein's monster once or twice, right? I don't Mm, think he did. I think there's four or five Frankenstein universal picture movies, Mm -hmm. and I don't think he played them all. I'm I'm pretty sure Lon Chaney did. I think Bela Lugosi did. Like everybody took their turns, I think, with Frankenstein. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, it, it is funny. They could not get him for this movie. But however, the next Abbott and Costello movie is in, in 1949 is literally titled Abbott and Costello meet the killer Boris Karloff. <laughs> that is the name of the movie. <laughs> As if to be like, we got him. Uh, well, I'm sure old Boris saw the success <laughs> and the ching, ching, ching that yeah. was happening from the previous film. Yeah. Uh, do one of these, too. I don't know if that's Boris, <laughs> but I'm just thinking of the guy from Monster Mash. Um, uh, the, he, so they also met Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde uh, in the same movie. Um, and also that was a joke. They also met the invisible. Nobody's laughing. They also uh, met the invisible man and they met the mummy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. And this is this turned out to be the final universal film to feature Frankenstein's monster, Dracula and the Wolfman. And you're right. Like I can I I don't have all the dates here, but Dracula came out in 1931. This movie was made in 1948. Right. So it's just it's just funny to think that like somebody who played a character was like, I don't know. I, uh, 16 years later is like, well, I'll just do it again in this comedy. I'll play the same character. Right. Uh, well, Michael Keaton sort of did that in Birdman in some ways, right? Yeah, I guess so. But they didn't literally call him like Batman, you know? Right. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I, I, I watched something that, that kind of broke that down, how the universal pictures were working at the time and the monster movies were such a big deal. Uh, and they were, <clears throat> they were sort of starting to come back. You know, 
Mm-hmm. That's all of the memorabilia I have in my office is, uh, you know, a lot of it's from the 50s and things mm-hmm. like, uh, and of course, universal stuff. I'm a big uh, monster nerd, as you know, Robin, but oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably doesn't. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's what I remember seeing <laughs> is that kids just didn't care and they were moving on to sci-fi. And uh, this was Universal's sort of way to try to, you know, cash, cash in on the you know, they're monsters again. They did publish the shooting script for Abbott and Costello meets uh, Frankenstein um, in 1990, and John Landis wrote the introduction to it. I, I was trying to get a hold of that for this podcast, but just could not, <laughs> could not get, could not drag it down. And I don't think I was going to go on eBay and buy it for this one <laughs> little podcast. You know, um, sorry, <laughs> but uh, so. How about we talk a little bit about um, Universal Monster Movies since we're <laughs> since sure. we're talking? I mean, uh, any favorites that you can think of? I mean, Dracula is is pretty classic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like most of them from the era. Uh, <laughs> the Invisible Man is really great. Uh-huh. It's pretty pretty scary. Uh, you know, all of it's dated now. All of it's silly. It's when fun I, to put it on, put on though. You know, it is. Yeah, Bride you, of Frankenstein. Uh, you them recently, didn't you? Yeah, bro- past- th- yeah. I borrowed them all from you, and I was just like, I just want to watch a bunch of these because it's Halloween time, you know. But uh, Bride of Frankenstein definitely sticks out to me as one that I really love. Uh, also, Lanchester. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's so much, and I, I really. One of these times, I'm just going to sit down and go through it all. You know, I get really annoyed at myself. Like, why do I watch, like, uh, TV season TV series where I'll spend, like, 80 to 100 hours devoted to one set of characters where I could be watching all these movies? <laughs> you know, and I can catch up I, I, all these things I've always wanted. I'm getting too old. I need to catch up. <laughs> yeah, me too. I feel the same way, though. I, I, I go out and I buy – I have a DVD collection that's pretty impressive. It's a room, everybody. And it's a room. It's a whole room, mm-hmm. yeah. And and I don't I'll, – I'll think like, you know, Len, you have all this monster memorabilia. You're a big like horror movie and, and classic monster fan. But uh, I've never watched all the Universal pictures or those monster movies. Mm-hmm. I probably own most of them. Yeah. And it, they'll cross my mind. I'll be in the living room in the next room over from this library of DVDs. And I'll think, you know, tonight would be a great night to watch whatever one. And uh, I'll end up watching the same episode of The Office <laughs> 30, 30 times, you know? Uh, I do the same thing. Yeah. We're the worst. You know what I, I'm not crazy about, though, is so far this reimagining reboot of monsters oh the dark universe uh, yeah i'm not so sure about it i'm well, not that's, so that, sure that's that's been scrapped that the mummy movie with tom cruise that killed it it's done yeah yeah, yeah. well they're thinking about doing uh, an invisible man movie still but i think they're gonna do it like an invisible woman on okay. camera i think they said elizabeth moss but that's probably oh. old news by the time this podcast comes out but yeah you know, I like Tom Cruise, and I wanted to like The Mummy, I, I, but I, I really, it's, I just couldn't. It wasn't great. Yeah, it, wasn't. it was one of those ones. Where I was like, well, that was fine. <laughs> you know, yeah. it kind of reminded me of, uh, you know, the the Mummy movies back in the day, and how. Well, I was constantly comparing it. Really, thinking uh, the Brendan Fraser movies were uh, so much better, <laughs> at least the first <laughs> one. Although I have to have a soft spot for the second one as well. 
Um, all right, cool. Well, I mean, we definitely don't need to have a huge discussion about uh, the Universal monster movies, but um, I do love a lot of them, um, and I'm, there's so many that I need to catch up on. Creature from the Black Lagoon. That was a good one. I watched that for the first time last year yeah. or so. <sighs> anyway, so uh, I think, I mean, Ed wanders into this apartment and just kind of slowly moves through it and the minute's over. So <laughs> we'll be uh, we'll be talking more uh, about him wandering around and hopefully more tangents in the next few next couple of minutes to come. So you got anything else left for this? Uh, no. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, at the moment, our podcast is still being produced, but we are now recording the minutes for the 1985 horror classic Fright Night. Um, if you like our banter, you know, please uh, follow us and find out any information about that at Fright Night Min on Twitter. Uh, as for this podcast, you can find the Into the Night podcast on iTunes and Google Play and at the main site, nightminute.com. Join in on the community at The King Lives Listeners Limo on Facebook and on Twitter at Night Minute. <laughs> We're Fright Night Min. They're Night Minute. They did, they did the full minute. For, anyway, we'll be back tomorrow as we go further into the night on the end of the night minute. Do we thank you or what? I'd say I fall in the or what category. 